about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. To the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, and chapter four, and like Pastor Efe, also this morning, God changed my main scripture. Just exactly as I woke up and started to pray, God says, "Don't use the scripture." I, we, we, we were on the book of um, Luke, chapter six, forty-six to forty-nine, and God says, "No, use this scripture." And so follow me quick because I'm going to read a, quite a number of chapters but it's a story. Now Sambalat was very angry when he learned that they were rebuilding the wall. Many people are angry when you start to move forward. Many people are angry when you start to do things other people don't think you should do. But they just get angry. He says that they were angry. He flew into a rage and he mocked the Jews. <laughs> saying in front of his friends and Samarian army officers. Because when you start to mock what God is doing, or when people start to mock what you're doing, they will find friends and people around that will support what they're doing against you. And you really got to start to understand this word of God for you today. They will mock you. They will mock you. He says, he says he found some friends, he's found some Samarian army officers. What does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think that they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think that they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked that stone wall would collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. Then I prayed, this is Nehemiah, says, then I prayed, hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads. And may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Be careful who you associate with. He says, do not ignore their guilt. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins. For they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. <laughs> At last, the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city for the people showed walks. People had walks with enthusiasm. So, sorry about this. Uh, the, what I'm trying to read, um, it's uh, flicking, so I need to be careful. He said, so am I on six? Thank you. And, and at last, the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city for the people who had walked with enthusiasm. 
But when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashurites, you know they've now increased. <laughs> when you're doing something, people start to increase. They, they, they increase. There are more that are against you than more that is with you in the natural. But when God is with you, who can be against you? They started to increase. Listen to it. It says, he says, uh, and the astronauts heard the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the walls of Jerusalem were being repaired. They were furious. They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. But we prayed to our God. See, another prayer. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Then the people of Judah began to complain. The workers were getting tired. And there's so much rubble to be moved. We will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. This is a, this, they've reached a certain stage now. He says, meanwhile also our enemies are saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their walk. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again. They will come from all directions and they will attack us. So I placed armed guards behind the lowest part of the wall in the exposed area. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords, spears and bows. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, Do not be afraid. We prayed that this morning. Did you not hear? Do not be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our walk on the wall. What a story. What a story. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, Haven't I commanded you strength, courage, I have no idea how this... We didn't, check, we didn't exchange notes this morning. He says, haven't I commanded you strength, courage, don't be timid, don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Uh, over the last five weeks, I've been preaching about create to last. And we've explored things that will allow us to build and that will outlast generations and something that you will build that God will be pleased with because many people are building things that God is not pleased with. We are totally just building on our own. We are making independent decisions beside of God. We are just building. But if God is going to help us build something that will last and something that will outlast our generation, I started to teach us on some factors that we need to consider. Number one, I said, recognize the master builder. Number two, I said, regard the pattern of the master builder. Number three, I said, retain. Retain the virtue of patience. 
Number four, I said resolve to last the distance. Number five, uh, I said release what you have to the master builder. And today as I feel I should round up this series, we want to talk about another building block, another pillar as you build, as you build your lives. And some of us have to rebuild this, the, 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 the issue with the coronavirus, the issue with what is happening around the world. It means we have to rebuild. There are some countries right now that are protesting, countries that, I, that, that, that my parents come from, that I come from initially, they're protesting against SARS and all that kind of stuff. And it is true. We, sometimes we've got to break it down to rebuild. Sometimes it's going to take a while. And there are people who, go, who are going to go against your rebuilding process. And there are people who are not going to like it. And people who are going to say you're stubborn, you're, you're not listening to anyone, you, you think you can do it. Or not. But, but most of the time, if everybody agrees with what you're doing, then you're not doing something. Yesterday, I was watching a film. Yes, I can't watch a film on Saturday. Uh, uh, and I was watching a film. I, I know it was thrown around for a while, but I never had time to watch it. But yesterday, I just decided after I finished praying and fasting and doing all that stuff, I put it forward. Uh, I just watched this film. It's called The Banker. It was about these black guys in America that were trying to buy stuff. And because they were black, they couldn't buy houses. They couldn't buy properties and all that kind of stuff. So the guy walked into a building where they had all the bankers in and he says I'm going to buy that building, a black guy so he used a white guy to front it and they bought the building and then he went into Alabama or went into Texas and he, he, he wanted to get um, loans for people so that they can build their buildings, black people and he couldn't so he bought the bank and then he bought the second bank and nobody knew who was behind those who were buying the banks. It didn't end well at the end because there was so much opposition. But when he sat before the Senate, he says the issue is not the mistakes. The issue is you have never seen somebody do this before. Three years after, if you, if you wait till the film, I know some of you, when you see some stuff coming up, oh, the film has finished. No, wait till the end. Be patient because there are some things that were going wrong. And three years after, there was a law that was passed that changed the entire topography of the United States just because two guys decided we're going to buy buildings, we're going to buy banks. And, 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 and I need to say this to, 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 to someone that the, the, for, for you to do something that would outlast you, there will be oppositions. And one of the things God was dealing with me, as I said, God, well, how do you want me to round this up? He says... The last pillar you need to encourage people is to reject disappointment. Reject discouragement. Re while you're building, what did I say you should do? Reject discouragement. I didn't say it will not come. I said learn to reject it. No matter, listen to me, no matter how long, or you, no matter who you are, and no matter how long you may live, when you start to construct and build something spiritual or physical in your life, you will be forced to face discouragement. Everyone, listen to me, on their way to success will experience letdowns, disappointments, 
failures and roadblocks. I know we want to play it away, but let's talk about the reality. If you're building a website, if you're building a brand, if you're building a life, you will face discouragement. I, as a pastor, I face roadblocks. I face letdowns. I face difficulties. You will experience No one is immune to it. The dictionary defines this opposition against them. But we need to understand that you are not alone. There's a company of people around you that have gone through what you're going through, will go through what you have been through, and are currently going through the same thing you're going through. You're not alone. If not, the Bible will not parrot the scriptures 365 times. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. I want to encourage someone on your way to building a life, on your way to building what God has called you to build, you will face discouragement and you've got to learn to reject it. There are many great men and women in the Bible that face discouragement and even acted in a manner that you and I are acting today. They manifested a lot of things. And what happens, and I've taught this before, what you need to recognize is that when discouragement comes, even those in the Bible, they did three different things. Number one, they prayed the wrong prayer. And many of us, when we are faced with discouragement, we tend to pray the wrong prayer. In Numbers chapter 11 and in 1 Kings chapter 19, we see two great men, Moses and Elijah. They prayed to die. <laughs> you think suicidal thoughts started in the 21st century or with the millennials? Forget it. It started years and years and centuries ago. Numbers chapter 11 and 1 Kings chapter 19, these two great men, Moses and Elijah, prayed to die. God, I want to die because of discouragement. They started to say the wrong things and they prayed the wrong things because of two things I'm teaching today. Because of two things. They were looking at the wrong things and they were seeing the wrong things. They were looking at the wrong things and they started to say the wrong things. Number two, when people are discouraged and receive through scripture, they don't only pray the wrong prayer, but they do the wrong things. When we're discouraged, we do the wrong things. In Numbers chapter 20, Moses, he smote the rock because of discouragement. Ah, I have a lot of sympathy for Moses because I'm a pastor. Oh God. Oh God, oh God, you have no idea. Sometimes I wish many of you would take a step back and start speaking about your pastors because if you in your own household, there are only four or five of you and you don't agree and you fight, how do you expect a mere man to deal with a thousand people? How? Many of you sometimes, some of you are even sitting at home and you're even angry at your pastor because he didn't call you. 
But you never know that even the pastor himself has a young family. I also have a family. I also have a wife. I also have stuff. But also I have to take care of the people. I had an emergency this week. A serious emergency this week. But what am I going to do? And you're angry because sometimes, and carefully in saying this, God is sometimes teaching you to put your hope in him and not in the arm of flesh because the arm of flesh will fail you. I have to be honest with you. I can't deal with everybody. In fact, I may even forget that I need to call you. I may even forget that I need to do a follow-up counseling with you. But sometimes we don't recognize that God is orchestrating it to make you grow up. And sometimes we start to do the wrong things. We start to say, no, I'm being used. No one cares about me. When you get into that mindset, you need to be careful. Because God said to Moses, speak to the rock. Moses was frustrated and I understand him. And smote the rock. And he didn't enter into the promised land. It's just a teaching to most of us that many of us are walking away from our promised land because we are smiting or we're beating what we're supposed to be speaking to. Speak about it. Don't take a stick and start hitting it. They played the wrong prayer. They did the wrong things. And number three, they ended in the wrong place. When you're discouraged, you make decisions that are wrong. And we see this through Elimelech and Naomi. Elimelech and Naomi, they, 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 they decided that there's no food in Bethlehem of Judah. So they decided to pick themselves off and go to Moab. Ladies and gentlemen in church and those who are watching me online, follow me for a second. Why Moab? Why Moab? Moab is a place where God said he would destroy. Why would you pick yourself up and go into Moab? Because you feel that Moab has more to offer you than where you are. Because you're discouraged. And they were. And so this morning, as we enter into the afternoon, let me quickly round this down and it gives you three things that you can do when you're building on a rock. Because to build on a rock is not easy. That's why many relationships are being flushed down the drain because they do not recognize that when we enter into a relationship, hell will break loose. When we decide to bring our lives together, things are not going to work out as you really think it is because two different people are coming from two different mindsets. But God wants to merge those mindsets to his own glory, not to your glory. He has nothing to do with my bay or my boo. Well, that is fine and you need to be romantic. But the real issue is that God didn't bring you together for bay and boo. God gave, God brought you together to be a, a, a boom against the kingdom of darkness. God has brought you together to stamp on the head of the serpent. God has brought you together to be able to defy whatever has occurred in your lineage. And God says you are going to turn it around. God is bringing people up and bringing them together. And because you don't know the purpose of it, that's why you focus on the bay and the boo. 
Because when the bay doesn't manifest and the boo doesn't manifest according to your dicta- dictionary of bay and boo, everything boomerangs. <laughs> so let's look at the book of Nehemiah briefly. And let's look at what they did when they were discouraged. Number one, can I encourage everyone today? Fight back. Fight back, please. Please fight back. Please fight back. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. He says this. He says, we often suffer, but we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. We're crushed. Oh God, sometimes we're crushed. He says, sometimes, he says, we suffer, but we're never crushed. When you're crushed, you're finished. Stop allowing your feelings to dictate your future. Your feelings is not an indication of reality. The fact that fear is there doesn't mean that it is real. The woman with the issue of blood, she ignored her feelings to get her healing. She disallowed the discouragement of the sickness and the discouragement of how much money she had spent on physicians as she still went for her healing. If you get home, read Mark chapter 5. Let me say this to everyone here and those at home. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the depth of what even I as a pastor have passed through. I didn't realize that even this building has that amount of significance until a crew came in from one of the biggest TV stations around. And they said, do you really know what this building stands for? Do you really know it? And when we started to explain to them what we're using it for, tears were coming down their eyes because of the history of the building. But when we were buying this building, I remember I've shared this before, I shed tears in the Emirates Mall in Dubai while I was supposed to be on holiday. I busted out crying because I was so discouraged. But like Nehemiah, after weeping and crying, God says, fight back. You've got to learn to fight back. You've got to learn to fight back. Husbands and wives, there may be issues. Things may come to shatter you. Things may come to divide you. But fight back. Don't fight each other. Fight against it. Fight back. You don't determine a man's greatness by his talent or by the wealth, or by his income, or by his education. You determine his greatness by what it takes to discourage him. Discouragement, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me, discouragement is a choice. If you feel discouraged, it's because some of us have chosen to feel discouraged. You've got to learn to do what is right in spite of your feeling. Because the same letters that is in mood, a bad mood, 
is the same letter in doom. What you see in mood is also in doom. So your mood can create your doom. It's the same letters. No, note what I'm saying. Listen to me. People can get discouraged and we can get discouraged. But please don't equate God. Because even if you're depressed and you go to see a counselor, they're still going to tell you, you've got to fight. Even if they put you on medication, it's still fighting the mood. And can I say to some of us, some of you will do well. I'm not a doctor, so let me, let me, let me first um, uh, immune myself from litigation. But, 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 but some of you will do well, because I've done it before. That it may just be a simple exercise. It may just be walking. It may just be painting. It may just be some other things that will kill you quicker than a medication. And above it, it will be the word of God. It is your medicine in the morning. It is your medicine in the afternoon. It is your prescription for the evening time. But most of us would rather sometimes find someone else, pop a pill, than take the pill of the word of God. And what am I saying to most of us is that sometimes it's what you take in that determines what happens around you. We will get discouraged. We read in the Bible, they were discouraged. But they didn't, the discouragement didn't go into depression. Because when you are depressed, you cannot press in. You've got to fight back. Everybody will have an opportunity to be discouraged. But not everybody seizes that opportunity. Because until you are a fighter, you will never become a, a winner. So please, when depression comes, please guys, fight back. When discouragement comes, you know what? Fight back. Number two, forge forward. Go forward. First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. What did he say? He says, and David inquired at the Lord saying, I'm discouraged. They've taken my wife. They've taken my family. These people are about to stone me. <laughs> but, 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 but David did one thing. And you could see that prayer is a very, very dominant force in all these mighty men who have made success in life. He says, what shall I do? Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, God, he says, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, you will recover all. Forge forward. Discouraged people never make it to their destination. It is not what is happening to you right now, or what has happened to you in the past, that actually determines what you become. It is what you choose to focus on. No matter the discouragement, celebrate your future. Only people who are excited about their future makes progress. From the book of Nehemiah, even chapter 6, we found out that they built that wall in 50 
52 days. 52 days of constant battle. And they built the wall. 52 days. How did they build the wall? How did they forge forward? How, as you, you, you may want to ask me, how can I forge forward when I'm totally discouraged? Let me give you another three sub things. Number one, keep walking in spite of distraction. Keep going, man. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Distractions will come. The reason why Nehemiah finished it is that he would never or he wouldn't let things distract him. They said, come, let's have this discussion. He says, I'm doing the work of God. He came again another third time. Let's have this discussion. Let's, let's see what we can do about this situation. He says, I cannot come down from what I'm building to come and have that discussion with you. The third time they came again, they even said that they're going to send an army. He said, let's keep building. He told the people, he says, keep building. He says, you know what? But while you're building, be ready to fight. What did he say? Have a sword in your hand. Because sometimes we, are, we, 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 follow, we follow spiritual stuff and we forget that there's a physical that we need to operate. He said, don't get distracted. Number two, keep walking in spite of defamation. Keep working. Keep working in spite of distraction. Keep working in spite of defamation. How many of us are building something online? And then you post something. And suddenly, some people start to defame you. And then you say, you know what? I'm done with social media. No, 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 no. There's a balance to it, but follow my speech today. Sometimes when you're building your brand, some people will not like it. Maybe because you're stepping into their territory. And then somebody throws you a negative comment. And that's the only thing you focus on. Defamation. You know what the devil uses most of the time? Is what I call defamation. It's called slander. Anybody that sets big goals is going to be criticized and slandered by people who set no goals. Failures hate success. Do you realize, let me share this because we read it in the scripture. Do you realize that the word Satan means slander? The word Satan means slander. When you slander somebody, you're doing the work of the devil. Because that's his job. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of brethren. And most of the time, what many of us don't realize is that we're doing the devil's job. We're slandering people. We're slandering the work that they're doing. And the Bible made it very clear that the devil took a third of the angels where God was in heaven. God, you want to fight me? Be my guest. But even God himself was in heaven when the devil took a third. And when we read the scripture in the book of Nehemiah, it started with Sambalat, then we had Tobiah, then we had the Amorites, then we had the, the, the others. It, it, the, the thing starts to go. Why? Because the devil walks on defamation 
and distraction. And although they want to defame you, if you fall into that era of distraction, or you keep fighting criticisms, you will find out that you will spend your time fighting people instead of working on your project. You've got to keep going. No, not everybody's going to support me. Not everybody's going to support you. And you won't be discouraged because you will think that why? What is happening here? But listen to me. You, if you do not focus on what you're working at, you will focus on what they're criticizing you to do and you will find out that you will not make progress. Keep working regardless of distraction. If you're going to forge forward, work regardless of distraction. Work regardless of defamation. And number three, keep working in spite of delay. Keep going. Listen to me. Delays are inevitable. You want to buy your property and there's a delay. And you're saying maybe it's not God. Why? There's a delay. Somebody did a foolish thing. Some broker didn't submit your stuff or that. Some lawyer thought you were not a priority. But you know what? Forge forward. Keep going. Oh, they told you that you don't have enough money. Keep going. I remember when in, in, in the initial stages of Washington Tabernacle, we, we didn't have a, a, a lot of cash and we wanted to buy a property to move to where we were going. And I remember we went to St. Albans. I can still remember that day. It was a quiet drive home. They looked at my income. They said, sir, you're not even earning much. I said, so what do you do? To be honest with you, most of the time when people say, what do I do? I say, I'm a charity director. But a charity director on 700 pounds or 500 pounds doesn't really, that director should take it. I just said, I'm clergy. I'm clergy. And I remember I was driving home and my wife was saying to me, when do you think this is going to turn around? There's a delay. I'm not married yet. There's a delay. We don't have a child yet. There's a delay. We couldn't get that property. There's a delay. Oh, that property fell through. It's just a delay. It's a delay. But you have to keep working. Because great lives are produced when there's a commitment to the curse. When you're committed to something, then there's great lives. Then there's a great production. Great people are just ordinary people who have made a great commitment to a great cause. You've got to stay with it. One of the great keys to success is the ability to hang in there and keep keeping on. You have no idea what it takes to do things week in, week out, week in, week out, week in. Don't give up too soon. And number three, fight, forge, and find God. In the midst of that discouragement, what did I say you should do? Find God. God and purpose can be found in the darkest times of our life. Purpose can be found in the darkest times of our life. We have to develop the ability to see light even in the midst of darkness. I woke up this morning discouraged 
I, I, I'm not saying this is not. I just woke up discouraged as I was praying. A scripture just came to me. And it says, do not be weary in well-doing. For there will be due season. Ah! And I, I repeated that probably over 600 times. You know, you have to keep saying something until it becomes a reality. Due season will come. Due season will come. Due season will come. Due season will come. But due season never comes if you are weary. He says, do not be weary in well-doing. Do you know what it means to do stuff and then things come back to you in a negative way? He says, don't be weary in well-doing. Due season will come. Don't be weary in, in investing in your relationship. Due season will come. Don't be weary in covering your wife. Due season will come. Don't be weary in covering your husband. Due season will come. Do not be weary in keep praying for that child, even if you don't see anything, because due season will come. Because in the darkest moments of our life, we've got to find God. We see that Nehemiah found God. God, I need to find you right now. Because if I don't find you, I'm finished. Find God. Sometimes we are faced with defeat and utter failure. But oh God always has a way out. He does. In the valley of, in the valley of life, you need a power source that is greater than you. You don't have enough power, ladies and gentlemen, to handle all the things that are going to hit you in life. You need a power source that is beyond you. And so, the only way to find God is two things. I wish you were writing today. Number one, disallow being detached from God. Disallow being detached from God. When life, this is, I love this. I read this and he blessed me. He says, when life knocks you down. Try to land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. If, if life hits you, don't fall flat like this. Fall like this. Because if you can look up, you can get up. That shows me my exercise that somebody did for me yesterday. He will say, I don't know how he, what he thinks I am. Say, go, come down. Roll up. Jump up. Go. Forget it. It's not happening. But the only reason why he will say, roll up and jump up is because you're facing the right direction. When life knocks you down, make sure you're on your back and you can look up to God. Because I will look up onto the hills. Whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord God. Psalm 91 verse 4. He says, I will give you the best of care. In well-doing. For in due season, you will what? Reap if you faint not. Don't be weary. Discouragement will come. And I may not be the answer. I may not even be the best counselor for you. But the Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 14, I will be with you. I will be on your side. And then I will throw you a party. It means that those who have come to scorn you, they will see your celebration. And if you believe that, just shout aloud, Amen. I hope that helped someone this morning. I want you to thank you.
Thank you. I, I just want you to bow your heads and I want you to spend that one minute with God and cry out to God. You may feel discouraged, but don't detach from God. You may feel discouraged. Develop that warrior of spirit. You may feel discouraged. Forge forward. Forge forward. Forge forward. Forge forward. Keep going. Keep going. Keep walking in spite of distraction. Keep walking in spite of defamation. They will defame your character. They will assassinate your character. They will assassinate you. In fact, Moses got to a stage. He says, my righteousness will speak on my behalf. Keep going forward. And keep forging forward. Regardless of the delay. Reject defamation. Reject distraction. Reject delay. Go forward. But all this can occur unless you know how to fight. Fight and don't give up. Now pray. I pray for those who are home watching me online. Don't give up on that child. Don't give up on that marriage. That child may not be doing what you want them to do. They may not be the first class that you are praying that they should be, but there's a first class God on the inside of that child. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Come on, keep forging forward, for the Lord God is with you. Father, we thank you and we bless you. And I'm just going to say this because maybe many people may be watching me online. Some people are in church. Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus. And you want to do that today. Because with Jesus you can fight. With Jesus you can forge forward. With Jesus you can find his Father, God. I'm asking you to come to Jesus. Jesus will help you fight. Jesus will throw a party for you. Jesus entered the place of discouragement. Says, Father, Father, take this cup away from me. He was discouraged. He came back. And those who he said, can you please feel along with me? They were sleeping. And he was discouraged when he had to go back again and find God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop giving. Don't stop doing what God has called you to do because you are discouraged. God still had to take, tell Moses, go forward. He still had to tell Elijah, you still need to go back. God never absorbs you of the gifting that he's given you. He doesn't. He doesn't find an alternative for you. What do you think God is? When he called you, he knew that you're going to face it. But Jesus will help you along the way. So if there's anyone online or anyone in church who says, Jesus, come into my life. You want to do that? You can just lift up your hand or you could just phone the number and just say, I need Jesus. If you don't get someone, you can leave your details there. The number will appear on the screen. And someone will get back to you. A counselor will speak to you and just help you. If you're in church and you want to do that, you may just want to raise your hands and I can pray along with you. But Jesus loves you. Oh, yes, I know. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.